Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. Well, we're glad that you could join us again today. We are concluding our series on the family. We began some weeks back, uh, actually, before we head into our holiday series that we do. We're going to conclude this series. And this final episode, we want to conclude and bring everything, and you and I talked about this before we came on, full circle, and what we've been talking about in regards to the family. Um, Today's episode is going to be titled Family Vision simply vision for living. So right. we're going to play off our, our name for the, the right. ministry there. Um, we but didn't the vision, name it that for nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was on purpose, right. Yeah. Um, but the vision we want to talk about today is the motivation for what we talked about over the last, I don't know, couple of weeks, yeah. you know, in regards to Four or five weeks, yeah, yeah. The Deuteronomy 6 and yeah. what it looks like for a family to seek the Lord and that practical aspect and what it looks like every day. Today, what we're talking about is actually going to be how to maintain that. What is and and really how we're motivated in doing that. Right. Um, as we look at this idea of vision and what it means to have a vision. Now, I think it's important before we go on to talk about that we're not talking about some idea that you get for a business or a hobby that you have, etc. It's bigger than that. Um, it's not necessarily, or maybe I should clarify and say it can include that. Right. But that's not exactly what we're talking about. Right. Uh, we're talking about the overarching vision for life and his Christ's gospel and how we live according to that. Vision for living. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about family leadership. Um, and if they are to do so, there must be a vision for doing that. Well, you know, the passage that we're going to look at today is, as um, direction for this whole thing is Proverbs 29. 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. And there's some more to that. We'll get to the rest of it later. But that pretty much encapsulates it. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. And yeah. that's all we're going to focus on. That very short passage will be the impetus for everything we talk about today. The three things that we want to cover today out of Proverbs twenty-eight eighteen is the source of vision, the significance of vision, and the strength of vision. So let's just jump right in. We're going to talk about the source. What is the source of our vision? What should we be drawing from? What guides us? What um, maybe gives us the ability to see a vision and then live it? Right. And and people can be driven by, as you mentioned, any number of visions. Uh, John Schnatter had a vision for pizza. You know? right. Which, mean, it's interesting, that all came crumbling down off of just one comment you yeah, know, that he made. Yeah, so, really. absolutely. Um, George uh, Steinbrenner, back in the 70s, bought New York Yankees with a vision of you know, World Series championships. So there are all kinds of visions, but we want to talk more in terms of biblical vision. And uh, those aren't necessarily wrong. Right. You know, they're, they're business things. They can be sports-related. But uh, what is the source of a vision when it comes to family leadership? And in the passage that we're talking about, where there is no vision, the people perish. We see a couple of aspects of that. One is the scriptural aspect. The other is a personal aspect. The scriptural aspect might not – I think a person could take that verse and say that's their life verse for anything. Right. You know, if they didn't look beyond the surface. But when – uh, Solomon says, where there is no vision, the people perish. The word for vision means prophetic revelation. So prophetic revelation. So truth. It, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. and prophetic revelation is, is scriptural. It's it's biblical. Before there was scripture, the Lord communicated that right. personally. Now we have the full scriptures, and and Peter says that we have a more sure word of prophecy. Right. What is that more sure word? Right. Well, it's it's the written completed canon of the Word of God, where there is no biblical vision, people perish. So there's a scriptural aspect to that. Um, It's it's not just some idea we have for our kids, you know, or for our family. Uh, You know, what father, what mother doesn't want their family to be comfortable, to have stuff, to have mm-hmm. money, to not have to worry to about the future? To know success in life, if you yeah, will. That, yeah, that, those things that we call success. But those – there have been a lot of people throughout the years who know and follow Christ who didn't have those things. Well, and, and we're, we're so used to thinking from an American frame of reference – but there are a lot of countries where there are believers who don't have the resources or the ability to be successful as we see success. So does that mean that they're not, you know, if that's really what that meant, this was the vision. Right. Well, then we're in trouble. No, and what we're talking about then is something altogether different in which you have a, a family, a father and a mother whose life is guided by, controlled by their thinking and their desires are guided by the scriptures. You and I talked about this. You have families where even within that family, someone goes and could be a doctor and someone could go and, you know, maybe they're just a school teacher and don't make a ton, you know. Right. But you want to be a brain surgeon or an elementary school teacher to the glory of God. Right. You want right. to do that with or everything you have. For that matter. Yeah. And everything that you do in that is guided by this biblical vision that you have. You don't just do it to consume upon yourself. You do it and leverage what you do for the kingdom of God. And so what we want as men and women is to see the world differently. We see the our vision of the world is different because we see it from a scriptural scriptural perspective. So I guess another way you could put it is it's really it's your worldview. Yeah, it is our view of the world, a biblical yeah. worldview, and yeah. the life that we know and live today and, and forever. And that's going to be in direct contrast to the way the world looks at the world, the way the other people around right. us look at the world. You know, I like that illustration of Christopher Columbus. Everybody else, most everybody else, is saying the world was flat. You know. And if you draw, if you kept going, you could fall off the end. So, but he saw the world differently, mm. and some of that was scriptural for him. But right. that's another discussion. But the point is, he saw the world differently. So, what what happened? He did something that was significant because of the way he viewed the world. We will do things. Maybe it won't be as significant as discovering the new world was right. for Columbus, but it could be even more significant, you know, in our life, in our family, when we look at the world from a biblical point of view. So that's the scriptural aspect. The other aspect is the personal aspect. And you want to move from just knowing scripture uh, to – To Deuteronomy 6. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I keep harking back to those these last two weeks because we did get really practical. You know what I'm saying? We did yeah. get, you know, we talked about what it means in the way. Yeah. We As talked you're about away. when your children ask those questions. When you sit in your house, when right. you lie down. And your yeah. own personal life. And do you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? And so parents and fathers in particular must communicate a vision of God's purpose and direction to your wife, your children, a vision for Christ's kingdom and glory. This is what we do as we go. You know, 
we I, I use this illustration because it, it happened in our lives. I remember years ago, I can remember uh, the conversation when one of my elders was doing some pastoral oversight, asking questions about our family, family devotions. I said, you know, we do family devotions, but sometimes we don't. And I mean, sometimes we get out of the habit. But we do a lot of devotional thinking and talking just in the car or wherever we are. And he, he said, so you'd say you live devotionally? I said, well, I hope so. Well, but, you know, <laughs> questions and things came up. We talked about that. It was part of our conversation. And this is what fathers need to guide their families to mothers if you're single mothers. It's hard, but you have to say God is our guide, the Scripture's our guide, and it becomes personal to you. And so it's more than, than a nice quote. You know, people like to use that passage, right. and there are a lot of those like that in Scripture, quotable quotes. You I know. can do all things through Christ who strengthens yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, leap tall buildings with a single bound, and all you know, like Superman. Right. That's not. It's not just a quotable quote. It's it's the it's a livable truth. Yeah. The Scripture is our guide. Christ is our is our Lord. God is our reason for living. Okay, so we have the source. There's both the scriptural and the personal aspect of it, but what about the significance of the vision? And this is kind of a, a little bit on the negative aspect as you talk about it. You and I were discussing this. I was like, okay, this is kind of a negative look at it. What could be wrong maybe? Right. Well, if you look at the passage itself, it says um, where there is no vision, the people perish. And so, yes, there is a negative aspect to this because it talks about no vision. And when there's no vision and people, perishing, <laughs> the people, yeah, the people perish, and so that that phrase speaks to two effects and two aspects of not having vision. One is the short term effect, and the second is the long term effect. The short term effect is that where there is no vision, the people perish. Um, translations say the people go naked, or the people are unrestrained. And we see that, don't we? We see that in our country. We see that unrestrained aspect of behavior, that throwing off restraint, naked of any restraints. Uh, clothing, you know, is sort of used as an analogy there. Uh, but not restrained by moral truth or moral concerns or biblical concerns. And so we see that. And, I, and if you want to relate that to your family, you want to raise a family that washes out, that doesn't see God as important, and as nominal in their view of Christ, just don't give them a biblical vision of life. Hmm. And a couple of things can happen. One is they could just wash out. They could become uh, atheists. Uh, but maybe something worse could happen. They could fizzle out. They hmm. could just become nominal. Right. You know, they go to church maybe and maybe become deacons or teachers or some lead a small group, whatever, but they're not serious. Their children see they're not serious. Husbands or wives see they're not serious. And so you have this short term effect of a family that washes out or fizzles out spiritually. That's the short that's the short term effect. The long term effect is worse and that the short term effect leads to the long term effect, and that is the people perish. That means they they perish eternally. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's a biblical vision that leads one to faith in Christ. I feel like, and I alluded to this when we came on, but I feel like we have come full circle because if you go back to the very first episode that we, we did, which was on this idea of purpose. Right. And this idea of our purpose being wrapped around the gospel and Christ himself. And I really do think that the impetus for our vision is the gospel, the biblical gospel. 
the prophetic gospel right. that has been given the to us now. Word. Yeah, yeah, the prophetic word. And so, really, if that's not what's guiding you and motivating you, then these short-term, long-term effects are going to be seen. Um, and 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 it's interesting. I don't know if we planned it this way. We kind of did. But in our minds coming full circle, it really helps and encourages me because I'm sitting here going, okay, right. this this is really what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? This is – we got all the in-between stuff of the practical everyday kind of in and out. Right. But this yeah. is it. Right. It is. And so um, – those without Christ, to speak toward that long-term vision, those without Christ live with an exalted view of themselves, an unrealistic view of the world, and a hopeless view of the future. And, and so it's, it's necessary that fathers, spiritual leaders in the home, it's not just have children. Women, not just men, not just beget children. Which is a scriptural aspect. Yeah, and women not just have them or bear them, but that they must see them as arrows. Psalm 127 is arrows in the hand of a mighty man. We're going to shoot them into the world. We want them to go there with a biblical vision of life. I almost feel like we'd have to do a whole other episode on anything that is not what we would call the – I use this word carefully, ideal biblical family, mm-hmm. how the Bible talks about right. mother and father children. Yeah. We do realize there are single people, there are people without children, where there are people who are, you know, maybe divorced or the husband died or a number of situations. Yeah. It doesn't matter. This still applies. And your family unit. You leave. Yes. And yeah. it applies to grandparents. That's something yeah. we haven't mentioned. Grandparents need to take up the vision, you know, I, to to – and, and so what happens is without biblical vision, the future holds in the short-term apostasy and in the long-term destruction. Okay, so we talked about the source of the vision. We talked about the significance of the vision, kind of that negative aspect, the no vision, perishing. What happens if there's no vision, yeah. Right. But what about the strength of the vision? Let's turn more positive. How is our vision strengthened? How are we maintaining Continuing yeah. on steadfastly, if you will. Yeah, what keeps it from weakening yeah. or disappearing. And really, again, in this particular talk, we come full circle because the source of our vision is the strength of our vision. Mm. It's interesting, most people don't read the rest of that verse where there is no vision, the people perish, but. The, that, the, that, that wonderful conjunction. Yeah, that, that we little can adversative yeah. that says, He who keeps the law, happy is he. That's what that way, that's the phraseology mm. of the King James is, happy so is he. Yeah, he who keeps law, obedience and keeping the Word of God before us as our guide. It's kind of – I was just going to throw this in here before you move on. It's it's interesting how repetitively or throughout Scripture, this idea that God has more delight in obedience than he does sacrifice. And as we get into this, I know that's not what is implicitly said here, but it is said – if you obey, happy are you, you know, type of thing. If you obey God's commandments, you will know that joy. And I think about that concept of it's so easy to say, well, I go to church and I do these things and I, I serve and I, and those are good things. We should be doing that. We've talked about those here on the, the podcast. But what about obedience? Are you obeying the Word of God? Mm-hmm. Is the vision motivating you to obey the Word of God? Yeah, and this this kind of leads us to the whole aspect, two two aspects of this this uh, um, uh, strengthening of our vision. One is preservation, and the other is satisfaction. Preservation of vision comes as we, as I like to say, we tend the garden of our vision. 
We hoe our garden, our biblical, scriptural garden, the vision. We, we, we see it grow. We water it. We plow it. We cultivate it. And then we reap the harvest of it. And so we, there's more than just, um, just talking about it, thinking about it, but that this keeping the law keeping it before our eyes, keeping it in front of us, and then obeying it with a view to obeying it and teaching our children to do that by our own example. So um, we cultivate it and work it like we would a garden. But then that leads to the satisfaction of your vision, and that is happy is he. He who keeps the law, happy is he. This is all an adversative to no vision. No vision, this happens. With vision, he who keeps the law, happy is he. Not not a wonderful life yeah. in the sense of like, best life now. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's probably a better way to put it. Um, but as in the joy of knowing who you are in Christ and what that, and all the implications for that. Well, if we observe people, we notice that people don't seem to ever be really happy, satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got all the stuff the world has to offer, but they they – you know, I heard somebody make the observation just about, uh, and this could lead to a political conversation, but liberalism in general, they, they always are looking to conquer but never happy. Right. And I think that's so of the human soul. Right. Okay? When we don't find our happiness, our rest in Christ, it's never satisfied. And you see that in our world. People who pursue the biblical vision are are looking forward to its complete fulfillment in eternity, but they're satisfied with the journey. There's joy in the pursuit of this vision. And uh, the meek shall inherit the earth. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. He satisfies the longing soul. I shall be satisfied when I awake with your likeness. These kinds of things are the result of, the fruit of, the strength of even a biblical vision. And uh, it's interesting, I was reading to my wife last night from Spurgeon, and he was, um, his thoughts were coming from Psalm 68, 28, and he said, and it says there, strengthen, O God, what you have worked for us. This is what the biblical vision says back to the Lord. Lord, you've given me this biblical view of life. Strengthen it. You've worked it in me. Make it real. And so I think we have to ask ourselves and our listeners, are you pursuing a God-given, a Christ-centered vision for life? Does your family see you moving in that direction? Is that the kind of life they see in you? If not, what's hindering you? Is it your own distractedness? Is it circumstances or people, maybe bitterness, disappointments? You know, pray the prayer of that psalmist. Strengthen, O God, what you have worked in or done for us. If you know Jesus the place is always humility, confession, and returning back to the Lord. Because if you don't, what will happen is, and I'm reminded of Matthew and the the parable, if you will, of the, the man who built his house upon the sand or the man who built his house upon the rock. The winds come, which are trials, tribulations, right. whatever those may be, Yeah, and it will reveal... A sandy foundation or a rocky foundation? A rock, a, a, a boulder, will. if you will, a mountain. And and I think if you don't make the decision now, whenever those trials come, whether it's personal trials that God just brings into your life or a change of 
how people view Christians just in general in our country and abroad, right? Then it's going to be revealed what kind of vision you have. Yeah, God will bring. I can testify from personal experience that God will bring into your life adversity, circumstances, people, what seem like insurmountable odds and possibilities to for you then to be able to illustrate to your family that you really have a vision, a biblical vision of life. Mm. And when they see that, it will not be for nothing. Yeah. God will use it. God will build the vision in others so that there's a lasting legacy for Christ. Absolutely. And as we draw this to a close, as far as this series that we're doing, I think this is a great way to do that because, as again, we, we talked about the purpose, which being the gospel, and now we're talking about our vision being the gospel, mm-hmm. the truth of God's word that is leading and guiding us. And we realize probably out of doing this series, there's more questions. Mm-hmm. People want to email us or engage with us on that level. We, we welcome that. Uh, yeah, these came out of lengthy yeah. messages that Absolutely. we have done on the subject, yeah. And never do we think we have all the answers in the sense of raising a family for the glory of God. But we do feel like the Scripture gives direction on how to do that, and that's what's motivated us in this series that we've done on Crosstalk. And uh, we hope people enjoy it. If you're just hearing this first episode, I encourage you to go back and start at the beginning yeah. because we did progress through a certain yeah. progression, if yep. you will. That's right. Um, and we're excited about next week because yeah. next week is going to be Thanksgiving, and we're going right. to have our Thanksgiving special. So join us for that. We're looking forward to that. Yep. Live, live your life with the next generation in view. Absolutely. So yeah. thanks for joining us, and we'll look forward to talking with you right before Thanksgiving. Thanks, everyone, so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you can find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners you can email us at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond.